0: Welcome to the Rest and Recovery Podcast. This is a podcast on life's most effective healing tools, rest and recovery, through expert advice, wellness methods, and self-care. All right, well, welcome to another episode of the Rest and Recovery Podcast with me is Mr. Lex Robinson, uh, executive leader and mindset coach. And uh, Lex, appreciate you uh, taking some time to join me. Uh, talking about you know, mindset, which you know when we talk about here on the podcast, one of the four pillars. Uh, yeah, get into, um, but just uh, you know I did a super high level introduction, but just give a little background <laughs> about yourself and
1: sure, sure. So so I'll I'll say there's my day job, and then there's what I love doing. Right. So my day job, I'm a cybersecurity executive, which means I've spent about 30 years in technology. And my focus now is on um, security for applications and systems and networks uh, on a day to day basis Uh, for my real life. What I actually enjoy doing is executive coaching. And I do a lot of high flow um, and peak performance training for individuals Um, currently mostly as a part of the Iron Council with uh, Ryan Mickler, who I know that, you know. Um, but I do some of that on my own. to do some speaking uh, on these topics as well.
0: Awesome. Yeah, and, and I'm sure we'll get into some of those um, ways to kind of connect with you on, on the coaching aspect. And I'm, I'm sure the, the collaboration you have with Ryan, um, you know, on mindset, you know, I mentioned the four pillars, you know, what I talk about here on rest and recovery and the things that support that are sleep, kind of obvious, mindset, uh, fitness and nutrition mm-hmm. um but oftentimes mindset you know i put it in that order you know thinking you know, sleep something you can own but mindset really is the the kind of the foundational element uh, that's overlooked i think a lot of times
1: yeah yeah i think it it, it underlies how we approach everything that we do how we think about um, life in general how we think about ourselves in general and you know, when you say mindset, and when I think about rest and recovery, um, there there's two particular mindsets that I think come to mind for me in the way that in the way that I approach it. Um, one is fairly standard, and that's that's living with a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, that no matter where you are, there's always opportunity for expansion. There's always opportunity for growth, um, and that to stay in that place is what really facilitates. Um, you know, post-traumatic growth, it facilitates just, just being able to overcome difficulties in life. Obviously sleep is a huge part of being able to maintain that uh, mindset. Yeah. And so that leads me into a second one, which is a little bit a part of, of what I teach in, in one of my programs, which is, um, and I learned this from others, from people that coach me, is the idea of the grit to recover. Okay. Having, having a mindset that, that you understand when you're not working at your best and when you notice those things you're going to take the time to actually do what your podcast is talking about which is to rest recover put yourself in a position to perform at your best later on Um, and if you don't really go into life with that mindset of understanding who you are how you feel etc you you can't really even apply that uh, mindset or maybe it's just even a core thinking principle more so than a mindset having that grit and understanding that this is a a normal part of life. And, and what is it? A good third of our lives. You might as well make it high quality. So uh, I think committing to that and having the commitment to that, setting boundaries, all that type of mindset, um, to take care of yourself is just, is just critical as a foundation.
0: Yeah. I, I, I haven't heard it put that way. I like the grit to recover. Um, I like the framing of that, um, and using, that term framing uh, seems like a word around mindset to use, like on whether your growth or I guess whatever the negative side of a mindset might be. Yeah,
1: yeah. So when you when and I like it too, and I I call it the grit to recover because they deal and work mostly with men, as you know, and and moderns men men's movement I I think pushes more towards the you know, just work hard until you collapse mentality. I'm just going to, I'm going to push harder. I'm going to push harder. I'm going to push harder. I get the, or I understand the intention. um, But I think if we don't teach people that there is a limit um, at which you get diminishing returns and being smart enough and, and having the grit to be able to say, no, I'm now going to pull back and I'm going to stop. I'm going to go on a vacation. I'm going to take a nap. Even yeah. <laughs> like lots of people are like, oh my god, you take naps uh, every single day, Um, and that's really where that frame of mind comes from for me. It's it's somewhat of a reaction to what I see being pushed out, and a, and a lot of what the people that I talk to struggle. I just gotta work harder. I just gotta yeah. ease up a moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, I that is so good. I mean, it really resonates with me. I mean, kind of the the basis of why I've even started the podcast as well is that I think right in line with what you're you're saying in that you know there's there's definitely a place for that get or done mentality absolutely. you know no f's given or whatever when right. you're doing the work but like the work isn't going to uh, produce the fruit you're not going to get the juice out of the squeeze if exactly. you're doing the recovery element
1: yeah absolutely and it's it's a critical part of obviously it's a critical part of a lot of what I teach when it comes to high flow and and productivity, right? It's flow, flow literally as a cycle, as a studied cycle includes recovery. It includes release. You know, there's a recovery, there's a struggle to start or get into a thing. There's a release and relaxing into it. And then there's flow. Yeah. Which is super cognitive high function. You're burning a lot of resources. You're really into the thing. Um, and when you come out of that, you, you need to slow down. You have to let your brain and the chemicals in your brain, the neurochemistry realign itself and reset itself so that you can go back into high performance again later on. Otherwise, otherwise it just does not work. You do, that's, that's where burnout comes from. Um, all that inability to perform at the level that you really want to.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, there's so many rabbit holes I'd like to go down. <laughs> so um, I'm trying to think of what, so we can take it one of two ways. What are the skills or what are the impediments or barriers to what we're talking about? And so I'll, I'll, I'll leave it up to you which we'll cover both. Hopefully. But
1: Wow. So a barrier to that is your ability to notice how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll use, I'll, I'll reuse this word of, of frame. A lot of times we have a tendency to separate what we think is our mind from our physical being, And we, we don't really pay attention to that. And one of the things that I've, I've found uh, super functional that is a skill is to be able to understand how your body physically feels and understand that as a trigger, a pre-trigger, a pre-notification, things are going downhill.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: The simplest skill to develop is if you're, if you're working and, and people hit flow states all the time and they notice them. One of the things to do when, when you notice that you're in a flow state, you're actually probably already coming back out. So stop. So that's like a skill to develop, to notice where you are, to be present. Um, Which we think of is like this big woo woo thing. A lot of times, right? Oh, go live now. And it's like, no, just pay attention to what's going on with yourself, your body, your environment. in that case, when you notice that you've been in this highly productive state, Again, you're probably coming out, so now it's time to wind it down and stop. Um, I think it's probably one of the big ones. One of the other things I'm a big proponent of, and this this came out of the some research I did earlier this year for the Flow Research Collective on post-traumatic growth, and and this is, uh, and I think we talked about this before a little bit, in short, it's called NSDR, non-sleep deep rest, and that may be a topic you've even covered before, which is essentially the practice of just body scanning. Sit down, lay down, relax, start at the top of your head. Uh, Easy for me since there's no hair there. And uh, (laughs) literally sense with your eyes closed, how does that feel? Move to your ears, move to your eyes, try to sense how they are, what they feel like, and scan your whole body this way. And what you're doing by practicing it on a regular basis is you're putting um, how your body feels at the forefront of your mind. And then when you begin to, to, to marry what you notice more often with what's actually happening, yeah. your mind, your mind will help you put together. Oh, Hey, this is all this tension right here probably means slow down. Yep. Yeah. Take a break. Um, it, Any, anything like that at all, that I think just puts you more in tune between your mind and physically how you're feeling um, has to, has to come to the top because otherwise you don't you're not really present, I guess, yeah. is the way to put it.
0: Yeah, that that's a great point, and you know, I like you, how you pointed to the shoulder because, like, you know, so much of our tension and stress comes up in that area. There's other correlations talking about knowing your body. And that's where I'm coming from, from a functional health perspective, more from the physiology standpoint too, in that interconnection point and understanding where certain parts of your own body are indicator lights on the dashboard. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Rest and Recovery Podcast. Thank you for listening, as always, and sharing the content. And in order to make all of this happen, um, it does require some resource. And I am fortunate to be able to introduce uh, two sponsors that are supporting the podcast to make this happen. So uh, please check them out. And first, I want to introduce Fit Insider. It's F I T T insider. Uh, if you're obsessed with health and fitness as I am, then you'll absolutely love Fit Insider. I've been following them for close to a year now and uh, subscribe to their free newsletter. It's packed with industry trends, news, tech, startup information, and much, much more. Um, you know, anything from wearables to health optimization to what's new, what's trending in the market to what are the Key staples. What are the big companies doing to pivot, expand, and grow to advance the health and wellness market? And, um, you know, Fit Insider, F I T T, again, Fit Insider, is a tremendous resource for that. Not to mention, uh, they have a weekly podcast. They offer a jobs board if you're looking to get into the health and wellness space as a career pivot. They also have an investment fund and other resources for those in the health tech space for operators. So trust me, if you're looking for something to really understand and have a finger on the pulse of the health and wellness market, fitinsider.com is definitely the one to bookmark. So please check them out. Link is in the show notes and I would encourage you to go check them out. Thank you. Okay. I am really excited about this announcement. I have launched a functional health practice dedicated to the family man to improve upon his health. If that fits you, if you're a man who is looking to lead in all aspects of his life from the boardroom to the family room, in the weight room, in the bedroom, and you're just not meeting your expectations for whatever reason. You don't have the energy, the focus, the the brain fog, you're having gut challenges, just feel completely burnt out because you're trying to push in every domain. Well, here's where Causeway Health can help out. So we have really a testosterone crisis, but there's so many things that are drawing down on men's health that we've created this, there's this crisis happening. And the only way to really know is as uh, you know, my mentor uh, through the FDMP program that I worked on Davis mentions, test, don't guess. And the reason is you want to get below the surface of that iceberg to know what is really the cause, causality of those issues of fatigue, brain fog, or just not able to lose the weight you're looking for, or in some cases, like myself, putting on the muscle and weight that you've been busting your butt on. And so what you can do is work with me, Uh, through functional lab work. So this cutting-edge functional lab work can get to the deeper issues that are causing these challenges. We take a 360 view with an in-depth analysis, and at the end, through this 90 to 120-day program, we're going to empower you with a health roadmap to reset your health. So we're talking about regrading, rebuilding, and relaunching you as a new an improved healthier man, so that it's not just some short term program. This is a regrading so that you can relaunch and not have to see any more health practitioners going forward. And that is my goal, that is my mission. So, men, if you're listening, check out the website, sign up for a free discovery call. Ladies, if you have any men in your life that are just frustrated with their health, for whatever reason, whatever the contributing factor is, I really, really just encourage them to sign up for a a, a free discovery call. I want to thank you so much for the listening. Again, go check out causewayhealth.co and see how I can help you today to your mental emotional.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We get too often. This is another men thing and I'll pick on men. Like we hear the word "feeling" in feelings and think it's all emotional based. I'm like, no, like literal physical feeling drives emotional state as well. Yeah, um, you know, men's health in particular. When you think about um, heart trouble, heart attacks, you know, if you feel anxiety here all the time, you're putting that you're putting that into yourself and not noticing it and not releasing and not letting go um, for your own health, and you're just i be, you're just killing yourself faster. Yeah. Yeah. By not paying attention to these things. And, um, that's when you don't push through that's when you have to notice and have that grit to recover, have that grit to back off and say, I'm at, I'm at a limit. I did this just anecdotally every Friday. I go fencing with my son who's 17. Uh, we did it last night. Um, but a week ago, Friday, I ran into this now that I'm 55. I did my one-on-one lesson, which is 30 minutes. I fenced a 14 year old who obviously has more energy than me, a 15 year old. And then my son who was 17. And by the end, I literally had to just stop early because I'm like, okay, I'm an hour into this kind of nonstop. And if you don't, if I hadn't recognized that limit, I stopped and took a look at my watch. I'm like, okay, that's a heart rate of 160. That's a little, that's a little much for 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. And I was I had to lay out on the floor and uh, I talked to my son about it later and he said, look, that that's a limit for me. I can't, you know, I can't, I couldn't really finish the the match with him um, as a result of that. But I think it's important to begin to notice that. And then you can make adjustments. I need to make adjustments, obviously, in my own endurance and strength training and how I'm going about it um, to continue to do that, you know, that yeah. actually that level and if if i don't do it and the reason i'm pointing to myself is because i don't want to put it on other people and, and preach but not do like if i don't take action on that now well then i'm putting myself at risk and and uh because i didn't take breaks between i didn't rest i didn't stop i just did one and another and another and another and it's yeah. just not healthy at all
0: yeah i mean there's so many things with that and knowing your limits and um you're know, ta- talking about barriers you know i think for me, you mentioned fencing. I'm a runner. Um, knowing when to kind of taper, maybe not go as far as you intended, uh, and not letting, uh, candidly, for me, my pride, get yeah. in the way because yeah. on the piece of paper it says I'm supposed yeah. to do X. Yeah. And my physiology is not there right there, right then, and 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 it's like this weird tension, like w- knowing when to push right through yeah, yeah. throttle back and being like survive another day because like good is better it,
1: it good yeah day is is good right yeah. yeah well and it's certainly better than death right, right. not to be overly dramatic <laughs> about it and and you're so right like pride is such a huge huge detriment sometimes i will say always i'm i'm a proponent of saying you should take pride in what you're doing and in your work yes um and in and in my case i mean i'll fully admit i with a passion when my son can beat me <laughs> so <laughs> it's a lot more like i don't like that i would say look i've got to stop i can't continue to compete with you sure. because i wanted her. like i never want to have to admit that oh maybe my maybe my son's stronger than i am at this point or a little quicker or a little faster and pride is um is kind of a double-edged sword right yeah. so enough pride to to push yourself to improve to notice but not so much that you Uh, just slam your head into a brick wall over and over it's there's a lot of balance which isn't one of my favorite words in there but you have to you you do have to to measure that for yourself and it is different for everyone i I think that's another key um to rest and recovery that i think is worth bringing up right you you hear a lot of let's just let's just name names like a, like a Tony Robbins of the world or some other successful people. Well, I sleep four hours a night. I sleep four and a half hours a night or, and I think people get the idea that, well, that means that they should right only do that. Um, number one, I don't believe people when they say that. Number two, maybe that works for them, but that doesn't mean it works for you. And again, back to understanding <laughs> your physiology, if you're exhausted and tired, you did not sleep in it. Yep. It's, it's not rocket science. Yeah. It's, it's really that simple and you don't need to overthink it. So I I I push back against a lot of that. Or if you see um a lot of motivational stuff, people are up at four, they're up at 4 30 in the morning. But what they're not telling you is the time they went to bed. Exactly. <laughs> Which was to enable them to get up at four in the morning. And so people only you kind of get half the story and Yeah. If you want to be super productive, it's great to be up early in the morning. There's less distractions. You can get right into it. There's from, from the study of flow that says, you know, you're pretty close to flow state um, neurochemically and, and, and with your brain waves, when you wake up that you can get up and be really productive office work, writing. Um, But that doesn't mean you can stay up till midnight and sleep for four hours and, and, and function this way. So you have to you have to realize your conditions are different. Like we, we talked earlier, you, you have kids, I have kids. The reality is, no, I don't get to bed at nine, nine 30 every night. And, and I'm able to get up early because I'm living my life. I'm doing those things. And maybe grace is another mindset or mentality you have to bear for yourself Yeah, in terms of all of this uh, it- that people consider enough
0: you know, for me in hindsight, you mentioned the four hours, that's kind of what got me in the hot mess. And, and, you know, it started out as a joke. It's not really funny is, uh, I don't remember my thirties because I spent nearly that entire decade doing all the things maxing out. Right. And, yeah. and I don't have memories of my kids. So what, what value was all that activity? And I mentioned pride because it's like, am I chasing or pursuing something? Right. And as, as a father, you know, it, it it, we need to be physical. We need to be strong. We need to develop strength and endurance. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: I, at the time, I personally was chasing, you know, the glory days as Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And yeah. and coupled with my career path, expo, exp, you know, taking off in a hypo program and then having three kids who didn't sleep. So yeah. for me, I've come up with the term total life load. It's like, you have to account what that is, for you in all the domains of your life and figure out where you are. To me, that's the word, you know, quote unquote balance.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and really discerning where you are and then relative and it's a, and it's a it's a moving target because it's life. Yeah. But um that's where lately where I've been is just trying to evaluate that and even looking back.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I no I appreciate that. And I've been through those phases of life myself. Um, and I think we, I, I think between the two of us, we can begin to mature that whole balance conversation <laughs> really to, to one about rhythm. Mm-hmm. There, there are natural rhythms, you know, sleep in particular, people think of the circadian rhythm as associated to sleep, but we have to understand that's a 24 hour cycle, energy levels up and down that moves throughout the day. It's not just when you're asleep, right? Living in and and so here's here's a phrase a lot of people don't like to go with the flow <laughs> which 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 if used inappropriately sounds like well i'm going to go burn one off and chill out and not do anything and let the world be whatever it is
0: yeah that or being apathetic right just like- right
1: it's not right it's not that for sure it's really about understanding your own natural rhythm mm-hmm. again which you have to be in touch with there are times Um, my high energy times are likely different than yours, likely different than any other listener that will hear this today. But when you understand your own, your own cycle of energy, high energy versus low energy, um, you can now live in a rhythm with those things and you tie the important, you know, highly productive moments, or let's even say having fun moments with your family to the high energy times, because who wants to hang out with dad who's half asleep and bored and not, and not really into the thing. Right. And, and, you know, that's another word people don't like, for some reason, I think we're so we get stuck into this stoic mentality thinking that the stoics never had any fun. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Point of stoicism was to live a life of joy. Joy sounds like a lot of fun to me. (laughs) Um, And fun, I I think as people look at it, if you if you wanted to define it, fun for most people is when you kind of lose sense of time doing something you enjoy with others yes yeah. that's, that's just super healthy
0: yeah really. and it's really i mean yeah and that's really like you know the the pursuit of of a fulfilled life really yeah. of, of finding those moments um
1: absolutely absolutely and 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 we just ignore it to our peril um i think having more fun I'll, I'll i'll always tie it back to like kind of my sweet spot in the in the in the flow space I, I call it the flow glow anybody who really studies flow would be like what shut up don't say it that way But <laughs> i you know because it's not scientific and it's not it's not an exacting thing but i i refer to it as that because it has it has its own hangover effect like the more fun you're having the better you actually feel when you're going to go to bed that night or when you wake up the next morning um, and the more often that you're, you're in flow and in that productive state and feeling good about things, it just feeds on itself.
0: Yeah. Kind of okay. nurture
1: Right. Yeah. Just like negative self-talk can drive you downwards. The idea of flow can help drive you upwards. That experience, um, is just a huge, huge impact over time. A little bit can get you a couple of days of feeling pretty good about something. So yeah. it's a big, big deal.
0: Yeah. And you know, we're kind of I'll oversimplify what you're kind of speaking to is that kind of self-awareness yeah yeah i mean it's a kind of an overused term but i mean it's it's a valid one um and i think you know another word to go with that would be almost acknowledgement you know acknowledging how you're responding to those moments um so that you don't uh, spiral into that negative self-criticism kind of thing and just be like okay you're at the end of a particular cycle you mentioned it earlier You're at the end of a flow state if you've acknowledged it then you're probably coming out of it. So there, there's that hangover word you used of yeah. like, when you come out of that, you're going to be tired or a lull or whatever. And that's part of the cycle that we will, I have often self-criticized myself, like, why aren't I, you know, and, and men certainly can do that.
1: Yeah. Well, we, did, we don't, we don't teach ourselves or talk about enough. Um, Things like neurobiology or biology, because it sounds like this really crappy high school class that I had to take. Want <laughs> to pay attention to, right? But the, but the reality is, is that there are biological limits that are different for each of us, physically and our strength and our endurance. And neurobiologically, it's the same. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, whether you whether whether you or I or anyone else pays attention to it or not, it will have its impact. And it just behooves us to actually notice, acknowledge. Oh, I I can't even can't even think straight. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Probably not the time to go uh, give a presentation to your leadership team on on your program you want to (laughs) run. So, you know, because you're not going to do a good job. Um, If I was super exhausted and tired and not with it, I would be like, Scott, let's wait. Let's not try to record something because my like my brain's not in it. I can't. Yeah do it and it's not a fault it's a it's a physical biological or neurobiological limitation that we personally have nothing to do with in a sense yeah right and
0: that's so good and i'd like to ask your thoughts on the follow-on on 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 the acknowledgement and like the skill after that that i think men most many people fall down on is in the communication of that that we don't if we even if we recognize it yeah. Get the words out of our mouth to communicate to our family members that like, I need a moment because yeah. where I've not been healthy, it comes out in, as my wife would call my Jersey tone, right? <laughs> not exactly the most kind, friendly method, yeah. right? Uh, so your thoughts on, on how we develop maybe that skill too is completing the cycle, I'll call it.
1: Like the skill of of noticing and communicating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That kind of have those healthy boundaries.
1: Yeah. So I think I think I'll start off with something that doesn't probably sound related, and that's taking notes mm. uh, over time to notice when that occurs. So as we were talking about this this idea of a, of a cycle of energy, if you if you can note when you're high energy versus low energy as a, as a pattern or a rhythm, and it will move some over time. Um, but you probably already know for yourself. High energy times, good, low energy times bad. If you can see that pattern, then you can begin to at least set in your mind If, let's, let, if I know, I'm going to be exhausted by nine o'clock on most days, nine pm. Um, I can set the expectation with with my wife, with the kids with anybody else, hey, nine o'clock, I'm I'm shutting down. I'm useless. But you have to, you kind of have to know that about yourself. Yeah. Um, that's that's a deeper one I think to work on over time. A simpler skill is just recognizing what you're doing and being where you are. Um, I've talked about this with with lots of lots of people. If it's the end of your work day, take the time to put that to bed. Mm. So not bed, bed, but it's the end of the day. I, I teach a practice of essentially taking the last hour of your day and saying, okay, what did and didn't get done? What needs to be set up for tomorrow? Did I put that on my calendar? Am I ready to go for tomorrow for work? I kind of a little power down at the end of the day yeah. for the function of work itself so that I don't have to take all of that with me as I drive home, walk home, or try to participate in dinner or something with the kids after that. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to literally put in place a time block and develop the skills to do that on a regular basis. Um, so that I don't carry it with me. And then when I get up the next day, I already see on my calendar, here's what it is. Here's the priorities. And that was, that was fed from the day before. So I don't have to think about it in between. And I think giving yourself that separation helps all of that as well. Um, I didn't really address the communication part of it. Um, I'm probably not the best at the communication part because I am such a, a, I'm very blunt and straightforward to the point where sometimes it's going to be a detriment. And I will just tell people, Look, stop, like, to your point of like, stop. I just give me half an hour.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. I need, I need 30 minutes. And I soften that with saying, you know, Scott, I need 30 minutes because I want to pay attention to what you're, mm. I want to eat and I, I can't do it. And to your point, men in particular don't like saying, I can't do, of course right. I can do it, um, but that's not wise, really. And mm-hmm. I think men also appreciate wisdom. So I would say use, you know, utilize that learning and wisdom and, and be honest with me. And if you really do want to engage with them, maybe that's another part we, we can touch on that's a little tangent. You have to challenge yourself with the question, do I really even care about the people that i'm with or what i'm talking and what i'm doing and developing a skill of putting yourself in positions which this will sound funny only putting yourself or as often as you can into positions where that's where you want to be and that's yeah. that environment is the way that you want to be it uh or, or where you want to be um, because if you're putting yourself consistently in positions where it's not like that 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 begins to give you that grind and then your behavior is worse you're Your attitudes are worse. Your communication is worse. But I'm just for dead straight, honest. You know, I know my patterns. Do not bother me before 6.30 a.m. I'm I'm useless. I can be up and I can be productive, but don't try to talk to me because it's a bad time. Um, My wife and I have just set in place. Maybe boundaries is better than skills for me in this. We've set in place, you know, after 9 p.m., like I mentioned earlier, we don't talk about the dramatic stuff we don't talk about stuff in bed. We don't talk about issues then. We don't like that communication piece yeah. has to occur at a time when you're both um, there and aware and present phones have to be put away that if you want to call that a skill, you know, the, that whole, that whole structure and setup to communicate on purpose, I think is probably where I would like.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's excellent because, you know, I think too often and I'm guilty of it too, is you get in bed and, you know, depending on life we're, we have kids in the teenage years and early college so it's like you know it's busy throughout till till nine o'clock at night right yeah maybe later and so when you're getting in bed with your spouse that seems like the only time to have the conversation or just before and it, I, I think it's a great nuanced skill to know what to talk about when yeah because otherwise like you're going to get spun up just before you go to bed
1: Exactly.
0: On some stressful yeah. situation dealing with a kid or finances or fill in the blank, right? Whatever's going on. Um, and then that's what is last on your mind and heart before you go to bed. So that's not going to really help you.
1: Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, even if it's something positive. Yeah. Because you know, now you can be like overly stimulated even in, in a positive way where you just can't stop thinking about something. Um, I guess the only twist I'll put on that is, you know, we've gotten into the habit. Of how do we, of talking about how do we want today to end? <laughs> like that's actually a topic. Like how do I want today to end? What would be an ideal ending to today? And if it was a stressful day, maybe it's maybe it's she and I saying, you know what would be a great way for today to end? Let's go get some ice cream and sit on the porch and go to bed. Or or maybe it's something else entirely, but like purposefully saying. What's the right ending to this day? Was it a great day? And we just need to chill and relax. Was it a crappy day? And we, we need to go get the ice cream
0: yeah.
1: and that kind of thing. And and it can sound a little goofy, but when you take that type of intentionality um, towards the end of your day, it's just a more peaceful ending. Yeah. And it's a more uplifting ending and it's a more relaxing one. Um, all that's predicated on paying attention and knowing yourself and knowing your partner and, um, the whole open communication of today was a crappy day, which I like to challenge with people a lot because this is a fault of mine. Um, I can judge a day, whether it's it's what I do corporately or what I'm doing in in my business for myself, I can judge a day pretty harshly. Yeah. Yeah. Like too, like too harshly. (laughs) Well, today was a crappy day. Why? Well, I'm not really sure. Well, when you're not really sure, this this is going to maybe upset some people. If you're not sure why it was a crappy day, it's because of yourself. Right. <laughs> right. Back to that whole mindset and that's mentality we're talking about. It. Yeah. Um, when I've, yes, there are legitimately bad days. Bad things happen. Sure. But if it's, if it's an average, ordinary day, a few things got done, why do I sit around? And I'll speak just to myself. Why would I sit around? beating myself up because I didn't get from point A to point B, maybe exactly the way I wanted to. Um, That's growth. If you have growth, if you have progress um, we have to recognize that although we want everything immediately, it it takes a little time. Maybe if you take a nap, maybe if you sleep on something overnight and a problem, an issue, you actually give your mind the opportunity to do better solutions tomorrow than today. But if you get stuck in that, well, it was kind of a crappy day. Well then find a reason to cheer up. That just <laughs> sounds like I I you know I know how that sounds to a lot of people. It doesn't sound hard enough, it doesn't sound masculine enough, it doesn't sound whatever. No, find a reason to feel better because masculine doesn't mean being a an asshole. Right. Or being right. or being upset. Masculine means you're strong enough to deal whatever it with, with whatever is going on yeah uh, and prepared to deal with it in a way that you can do it with a smile on your face relaxed and you, you burn your way through it that to me is is powerful masculine masculine that is just always pissed off or upset or everything's terrible um that's when you lead into what modern society has picked up on and just painted men with as a fool. is like well all men are like this all the time right No no, we're not but we're also not very practiced at enjoyment for lack of a better word.
0: yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, the word that came to mind when we were talking was intensity. You know, I think sometimes we think, uh, being masculine equals intensity all the time. And that's just not the case, right? That's like right. constantly sprinting or doing one rep maxes all the time. You're going to break yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and you mentioned stoicism and the mischaracterization of that. To me, it's about self-control. And and really understanding, and part of that isn't just controlling the circumstance, but understanding where you are in the circumstance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so you can respond well and just be like, okay, this may not be the chance, you know, it's your point on the, on the go in the bed, you know, don't talk about heavy stuff. Well, there's other elements that are similar scenarios in life that this may not be the best time to engage with someone on something.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And And honestly, we, we don't teach ourselves that way. I mean, I, I will agree with people that, that talk about our society in terms of men and masculinity and what it is. And we all tell like half stories or quarter stories. And mm-hmm. and we don't have a tendency to look at the whole picture. Yep. Much like we don't look at the whole picture of our health as as a third of it is sleeping and sleeping well makes you healthier, so do it. Like, like the holistic notion of of all of it is is missing. And we get so pointed on a thing, which is great for flow. Mm-hmm but it's not great i mean you have to step back out of a thing to see yep now. yeah Ooh, right so it has advantages and disadvantages the things that i teach to say yeah but there are times to not be there there are times to be out you know out here looking yeah. at the so that that's really good um goes back to i think
0: you know what you were saying i wrote down rhythms and seasons
1: yeah 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 i there's and there's whole seasons of life and of course anybody that's listening to this that's younger might say well they're being patronizing." no i used to think that too right but there, there are seasons and rhythms of life and there are there are moments of life where you either mature or you don't in in certain ways and at certain points in life if you really want the wisdom that comes later you have to hit a lot of these other markers in rhythm kind of along the way and you know, some of those are are your health and physical activity as a habit,
0: knowing
1: mm-hmm. yourself well enough that you know where you provide and add value to the world. That's what you can kind of feel good about. Another big one there, which is a huge impact on sleep, in my opinion, is the ability to forgive mm. yourself and others. And these 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 are well studied, well researched ideas on. Learning how to do those things by the time then you get to your 50s, that's when that's when the magic of, of of the brain can really flip on it. And now you gain the wisdom of these things over time. And that rhythm in and of itself is is one that I don't think we teach enough or back out enough into. And so, you know, high energy. Obviously, when you're younger, there's a whole lot more energy going on there and I'm probably off the topic of uh, the general topic, but like, if you were going to take risks, yeah, I'm going to encourage my son when he's in now's when you do it, because you have the energy to recover.
0: Right. Yeah, totally agree. You Uh, know, I think back on my professional career and things like that and you know, my thirties, but like, you know, investing in those seasons when you really don't have a lot of the burdens, that total life load that is outside of just yourself and maybe one or two other things right invest in those times yeah work till nine ten o'clock at night to develop the skill because that'll pay off in the long run and that's the same with everything is like whatever you're gonna uh, the fruit is born much later oh yeah and so if you're experiencing a season that happened one three or five maybe longer years before that um whether it's the mindset or your physical health that's that's a compounding interest uh and that principle works uh positively and negatively which you, you you mentioned earlier
1: yeah i mean you simply won't unlock the capability of of aging that you would normally unlock if you don't actually do those things yeah and if 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 you have never learned to forgive someone i'll use that as an example you know, you don't rest well, you don't sleep well, you develop high anxiety, you hold on to bitterness, you hold on to anger. All of that stuff for you means you probably don't rest as well as you should.
0: Yep, 100%. And
1: certainly, then when you're older, you don't gain the wisdom of saying, Oh, geez, how much cognitive energy did I burn being upset, angry about something for the last 20 years? Yeah. And, and people hold on to stuff even longer than that, they hold on to their trauma for a lifetime. And they don't kind of coach themselves out of those things to be able to relax and, and get to resting and understand their progress. And that whole growth thing that we talked about at the beginning. So for me, that's, those are, those are some of the key markers that I think are just huge for, you know, people as, as you age, I don't want to say get older anymore. Like, so as we age, and if you want to perform at your peak, when you age, all those things matter. And then you just, you kind of shrink them down into the, the day to day of, any particular part of life it's the same cycle just expands out and expands out and expands out and um, a lot of that is awareness and and wanting to pay attention to those things yeah
0: yeah and you mentioned a word uh that i think correlates to the post-traumatic growth mindset which i think is a newer term that i've been hearing Mm -hmm. around Mm -hmm. the ptsd side of things you know and you mentioned trauma. we all have it uh whether we want to admit it or not there's there's things that we carry with us um oh yeah touch on that as we kind of close get close to closing out um that or, peak, post-traumatic growth what that is yeah
1: and and for me it's um i don't want to sound harsh but yes everyone experiences trauma that doesn't make me special and i and i think that people Latch on to that because, and I know how awful this sounds to others, but we can latch on to our trauma because it makes us special, it makes us unique, and we're very comfortable in gaining attention, in gaining sympathy, in gaining from the trauma itself. And the one thing that we don't do well is grow from trauma. So if if we take that tactic, that trauma stays with us, and we gain benefit from holding on to the trauma. Well, the benefit you really need to get out of trauma, which releases you into the rest of life is, um, what's useful from that, right? <clears throat> what do you to learn from that. And so when, when we talk about, you know, what helps people, it's, it's really easy to say journaling, but you have to go further and just like a diary of angst is not helpful. If you don't follow that up with, with the literal question and answer, what, did I what can I learn from that what's useful from that that I can take away to improve myself my life my existence um and write those things down say well now what am I going to go do and making a habit or a skill or a practice of that um and moving yourself away from just well I had this experience yeah 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 We've all had really bad experiences. And some of us have chosen to grow from them and some of us live with them. And that sounds really harsh to somebody who's lived with trauma for a long time. But then the challenge back is if you want to stay there, you can stay there. I will let you stay there as a coach. I'm not a therapist. But if you want to move past it, well, then you what's useful? What moves you? What moves you forward? Um, we can throw the word grit in here too, like even grit to recover from trauma, maybe. Yeah. yeah courage to just say I, I don't want to be that anymore um and all that stuff just leads to high anxiety lack of sleep lack of rest lack of productivity um and then it just becomes a cycle see because i had this trauma
0: yep
1: you go, go ahead and see but i had this trauma <laughs> and that's that's the real negative thing that can go with that so when i when i think post-traumatic growth that's that's where i go the most what's useful um
0: gotcha yeah I think that's really helpful. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I think of this quote I heard, actually, I think it was from Ryan's interview with Matthew McConaughey where he mentions he says, we're all, uh, victims, but we choose to be victimized. And it's kind of this, you know, we all have traumas, victim moments that are out of our control. Um, but the framing of understanding the circumstance, uh, what it really does mean, whether in that moment and then after the fact where you had some time to kind of maybe see it differently, not because it's different, but like you were not emotionally charged in that moment, yeah. you clearer eyes and mind to see it a little differently. And even maybe a little bit of empathy from the other person you're involved with. Right.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you made me think of a thing and then, oh gosh, you know, because I, I can, I can like go all day. You made, made me think <laughs> of this idea of when you were saying that, which I agree with, there is a, there is a skill or a way of being that I would, I would call being able to relax into the unknown. Like this is what experience and surviving things and challenging yourself really gives you is I've had all of this stuff go wrong. I'm fine. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, I'll just, I'll, but I'll be fine. Cause I can see I've already been through all this stuff. Yeah. And that, that ability, it's not even courage anymore. It's that, that first step of relaxing into, I don't really know. I'm not going to judge it. I don't really know how to feel about tomorrow. I'm not even there yet. Um, that's actually what leads to being more adventurous. Having more fun, right? Yeah. It's just relax into whatever it is. This is a huge story. And with multiple chapters and good days and bad days. And the moment you can step back and learn to just love, love it all for the experience of it and relax into that. I I just think all of the stuff that's resting to me because now you're just resting into life in a sense.
0: Yeah. You kind of lower the boom a little bit in life and and change the baseline of what you're capable of creating that margin. I think so. Respond well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Feel good about stuff. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like I, that's, that's what I'll tell you for myself and sleep and rest and recovery. When I don't feel good about myself, I don't sleep.
0: Yeah. There's so much to that. Yeah. Like
1: I don't want to make it too simple. um, But that's, that's really what it is. That's the stuff that keeps me up. I did this wrong. I did that wrong. You know what? It's okay. Yeah. I'm still in the woods and I'm still going to go get it tomorrow. So enjoy it. Yeah. And learn to laugh. You have to laugh at yourself. All of those types of things, I think, are just critical.
0: Yeah, the skill of humor is uh, probably a whole nother conversation.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Well, Alex, um, before we close things out, I do a bit of a hot seat. Three questions. Nothing too heavy. But um, how can folks find you, and maybe even touch on uh, the group that you've uh, you've launched?
1: Sure. The, the easiest way is through the virus group. So that's just the Viroscope.com. Um, people think it's virus, but it's actually V I R O S group, the Um, And what we're really doing there is is focusing on teaching people what I'll call first principles of of high flow and peak performance, things like clarity, like intentionality, um, personal ownership, challenge skill ratio, and and trying to develop people in those regards. And um, we've really started that off. I I've opened that product up as we mentioned earlier in conjunction with uh, the iron council and Ryan Mickler's work. And we, so we have um, a group within there, uh, which is where we started this work off and it's, it's going remarkably well. So if people want to find out more, they can go there. We've got a blog, we've got, we got all the stuff, the YouTubes, the whatever, and all those kind of things. And everybody likes to consume ideas differently. So just you can hit up that website and it'll take yourself wherever you want to go.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Um, all right, so what are you reading right now?
1: What am I reading right now? Um, I'm actually reading because I'm really terrible. And so this will be a funny admission. This is the book that I'm reading right now. <laughs> One million followers. <laughs> and I don't actually anticipate I'm going to get to a million followers, but I'm like, I'm, I'm very good at coaching. I'm very good at my business. I'm very good at what I do, but I'm not necessarily that skilled with the social media. So I'm trying to teach myself, old dog, new tricks. Um, because I want the message to get out there. Like your message is important. I want my message to get out there. Hey, we can do better. We can perform better. Uh, so that's what I'm currently reading. And I'm reading it and I'm going, oh my god! now I got to learn how to, I got to learn how to do this better and more, more frequently in the right way. So that's actually what I'm reading right now.
0: Cool. Uh, all right. What are you listening to right now? Be it music or podcast?
1: I actually, this will sound like a completely selfish plug but it is what i listen to on a regular basis and it's i have a whole thing on spotify um for rest and recovery music and um that's actually what i what i listen to most days when i'm home i've i've stopped kind of listening to music um and podcasts while i was driving around um there is one other book you know what? i'll pull it up i because i want to give you the right name because i actually listen to books more than i do podcasts yeah and this current one, what's the right name of this one? It's called Effortless, which obviously matches what we're talking about. Yes. Um, this is um, Greg, Greg McCown. Yeah, Greg. Yeah. He actually wrote, uh, um, I'm going to say it wrong.
0: Essentialism?
1: Essentialism, yes. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of his follow-up to that. Um, talking a lot about some of the concepts we talked about today. Relax, release into what you're doing. Um, so fascinating, it's a fascinating read and a lot of crossover ideas with what we've talked about today. So.
0: Great. Yeah. Um, essentialism, I've read effortless, not yet, uh, yeah. but uh, it's definitely on my to-do list. All right. your go to rest and recovery method.
1: I, so, okay, I will tell you that there are um there's there's what I do during the day and then there's shutdown program at night. So throughout the day, I'm big into breathing and breath work. So I will do I will do a four seven eight breath work um, mm-hmm. if I'm feeling stressed out to kind of pull myself back down um, and relax. I actually do breath work before big meetings. Several deep breaths, relax, and I consider that resting and relaxing into a thing. Um, for me, my pattern is um, television off at nine. I actually have started wearing here they are just, just because I'm not crazy, right? My little blockers little blue blockers while I'm watching TV or on the computer at night off at nine. Um, I do hot shower before bed signs behind that says if you give yourself a hot shower. It turns on your body's wanting to cool off mechanism Yep. and it actually cools you down and cooler is better for sleeping. Um, and so I do those things and this will sound goofy, but, uh, I don't sleep without my fan. <laughs> so I probably, I prep all of those things and then hopefully I'm, I'm out and, and done before, uh, before 10 PM. And then I'm okay. generally around six 30 or so. Okay.
0: Awesome. Yeah, no, I can appreciate the fan. I, I didn't until I met my wife and then she introduced me to it. And now I can't not sleep without some kind of white noise.
1: <laughs> it's, it's like an addiction in a sense, but yeah. it's noise and it does cool things down. And um, I'm a big proponent of of what the science says about sleep from that regard, just a cooler environment, good and dark. I need new blinds as a result of that. But those those are the things that, uh, that's my general pattern at least for. Right. Kind of-
0: well, Lex, I uh, appreciate the conversation. Uh, I'm confident we could do this for another two hours, but um, we have other oh. aspects of our life to live, so. Yeah, we do. But thank you so much for the time. It was very insightful and uh, appreciate
1: you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate
0: it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rest and Recovery Podcast. Please share this information far and wide, rate, review, would appreciate all of the support, uh, and thank you so much for listening. Uh, You can also check out episodes on any of your favorite podcast platforms, such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or you can check out the website at www.berestedbewell.com. Thanks, and have a great day.